0: Everybody, you are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast, where we bring you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. Where the next episode is free. I'm Kyle Bolin. And I'm Jason Cavalieri. And today... Jason, I think we've done this before, but are you a god? (laughs) No. You're supposed to... When someone asks you if you're a god, you're supposed to say yes. You say yes. I don't don't know if you've heard that before, but... (laughs) We're doing Glorantha, the God's War. As we have described in previous episodes, this is the follow-up to... Cthulhu Wars from Peterson Games, uh, which was the first game we talked about on the podcast. One we liked quite a bit. Uh, Glorantha, The Gods War, and Cthulhu Wars are both dudes on a map area control games where there's a giant map of a world and everybody has sort of a faction and you were competing with those other factions in order to try to control more parts of the world which are generally worth points in the end uh, and, you know, other things, like, you know, the the controlling parts of the board gives you the ability to, uh, accumulate power, which is like a currency in these games that allow you to create more units, or more buildings, or move your guys around, or attack people with them, and sometimes there's other little, you know, actions that you get basically through your components, through your card, your faction, upgrades, things like that. Uh, so that's, in a nutshell, what this game is like. You want to go into it a little bit further, Jason? What what is Glorantha? Uh, that what what sets Glorantha apart from Cthulhu Wars? Would you say? <clears throat> well, first of all, the setting is different.
1: It is. Um, so yeah. So uh, rather obviously, Cthulhu Wars is based on the Lovecraft mythos stuff. And as far as I know, like the, the Glorantha
0: is based on like a novel. It's yeah. So I I believe that it's a uh, a role playing game line. Uh, they the, the hero- oh, okay. So there was a there's a there's a role playing system or world or whatever called Hero Quest. And when I first heard that Glorantha: The Gods' War was set in the Hero Quest universe, I immediately thought of the like Games Workshop Milton Bradley Hero Quest board game, right from like 1989 or whatever. Right, and I was right. like, oh cool, like I love Hero Quest, right? Not that there's like such a rich theme with Hero Quest that it should even matter or anything. Like you know, like on second thought, I was like, why would that even matter? Uh, but that is not <laughs> what they were referring to. They were referring to the uh like I, I guess maybe there's like novels but definitely like a role-playing system or role-playing setting uh in which is called hero quest or something and glorantha is the like world i believe in in that in that setting so
1: yeah so it's a setting that like i'm not really familiar with although after having played this a bunch i'm actually kind of curious yeah Um, yeah but um but yeah so that's one thing that sets it apart um uh, I think the other thing that sets it apart is, for me anyway, the the interact the player interaction is much more central to this game I think than it is to Civil
0: Wars. Feels like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so functionally, they work very similarly. Like, like everybody has a power track, which, like I yeah. said before, is your currency. Everybody has like a certain number of things that they can do that, uh, basically like you know net them so many power per turn during a power phase. Right, Uh, there's the unlocking of the different abilities. Right, everybody has basically like six sort of achievements. They call them hero quests in this game. I don't remember what they call them in Cthulhu Wars now. It doesn't matter. There's basically like six sort of like little... Yeah, well, that's the thing that you put on it, right? Like the gift in in Glorantha, the gods' war. Uh, but like basically, there's six things called hero quests, which are each sort of like an achievement sort of thing that you can try to do with your character or your, your your faction. Which is it might be like get your greatest god out, right? It might be like kill somebody in battle or lose a unit in battle. Like it can be all kinds of things, and they're different for each of the factions. And when you achieve one of those things, you're allowed to choose from one of your six gifts, which are basically like perks or abilities that you get to add to your faction. And you cover up that achievement that you've completed with the gift that you choose, and it basically makes you stronger. And and so everybody has, uh, like, a certain – well, they all have – mostly of them have six. I think there's one faction that has eight uh, in maybe one of the expansions, in the Empire's expansion. But anyway, like, that's one thing that you do that's very similar to Cthulhu Wars. Cthulhu Wars had a very similar function where everybody had, like, sort of six achievements you could try to do. And then, you know, like, pick a gift or whatever, whatever they call them there. Um, they're called, like, spell tomes or something like that, right? Something to that I think effect. they're called books. Books, yeah. And that's one way that you differentiate your, your faction from other factions, and it makes all your units stronger, or makes them do, like, crazy, you know, new ability-type things. Um, and, and it just, like, you know, it creates a, a, a tremendous amount of depth uh, with a game that it starts out a little bit more, um, a little less, uh complex when you start playing like when you start playing the gods War, most of the units that you can put out on the board have like basically no abilities and they all pretty much most of them have like sort of the same combat strength just a combat strength of one but you differentiate them through the use of those gifts or through the 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 granting of those gifts essentially as you as you play the game Mm -hmm.
1: yeah um. So
0: okay. So we got away from the distinguishing this from Cthulhu. Wars. Yeah. I mean, I feel we like, we're kind, of like how we're kind of simultaneously describing the game and also talking about what how it's distinguished from Cthulhu Wars. And you know, I think part of that's also how they're similar. You know, like you it has that as a similarity. It has the power track for spending as a similarity. The actions are very similar. You know, putting units on the board, moving them around, creating buildings, yeah, things like that. Yeah. All of that seems to be like shared DNA between the two games. So like just from like a, a central foundation, they seem to share a whole lot of the the system at play here, like how you actually play the game, the, the main mechanics of the game, feels similar, if not nearly identical.
1: Yeah. Um, so the... I mean, there's a few extra sort of mechanics in there, like the, the whole spire chaos sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and, and I um, feel like that... There's a lot of things that differentiate it from that, right? Like, like the spire is one thing that Cthulhu Wars has no analog for. Right. Yeah, yeah
1: no, it doesn't. I mean, Cthulhu Wars has the whatever it's called, the Ritual of Annihilation,
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: um, as a separate mechanic. Um, but that's, I mean, it's. I think that's just a, a, a thing that's completely separate. So, like, this thing, this, so the Glorantha has the Spike and the Chaos Rift and the Great Compromise and all that stuff. the Wars has the Ritual of Annihilation. There are sort of mechanics there that are outside of the move your dudes around the map, build stuff. Um, war. War stuff, yeah. Yeah. That added, I don't. It sort of adds just an extra thing, I think,
0: to throw a wrench into the works. <laughs> I feel like, so I, I feel like this is kind of like one of the main things about uh, Gloranth of the God, God's War, and I feel like it's sort of central to how I feel about it compared to Cthulhu Wars, and kind of how just how I feel about it on its own. Even is that it feels like it's a more complicated game than Cthulhu Wars in a lot of ways. Uh, It feels like they took the foundation of Cthulhu Wars and said, now how can we make this bigger? How can we make this crazier? And it kind of feels like a game that a designer sat down and thought to themselves, if I could do anything, what would I do? And there was no editor there to say, maybe don't do that right or maybe like scale that back a little bit right it, right, it feels yeah. like somebody just left to do like their greatest dream and nobody there to say mm, that maybe is like a little bit too much right or maybe that's just a little too complicated or something like that yeah. and and it But feels... at the
1: same time like I don't think it's approaching like cones of Dunshire level
0: oh no 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 I don't think that that's I don't think that it's over complicated to the point where it's difficult to understand the rules or difficult no, to No not understand. at all not no. at all it's a very it's an easy game to learn. It's an easy game to play for something of this uh, size and complexity. I mean, it's not as easy as playing something like, you know, what we talked about last week, Bargain Quest, right? Oh, like, right, you know, yeah. Like, this is way more complex than that. But I, you know, like, I've, I've taught this game to you, to Phil, to five of my other friends when we sat down and did a six-player game, and nobody really was struggling with the rule set, you know, beyond maybe, like, the first round or two. And, and so, like, you know, there's only a couple little points of confusion, like, you know, which of your gifts and, and fragments... Give you, you know, power and which give you victory points per round. But other than that, I mean, like, I haven't seen very many things pop up that cause a lot of confusion other than maybe just not completely understanding how specific gifts are supposed to work, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the rules aren't terribly difficult, but it's, I think it, the complexity comes more from the, um, the interaction, the asymmetry, like not exactly knowing what powers your opponents have. Yeah,
0: there's basically, like, eight factions in the game if you own the big expansion, Glorantha um, or the, the Gods of War Empires. Uh, there's four factions that come with the base game. And so, you know, I own both. And so, like, knowing all of the different things that uh, another faction can do or will do to you, even on your turn sometimes, is, like, it feels like a nigh-impossible thing, at least having only played the game, like, five or six times at this point.
1: Yeah. And, and some of those abilities are really consequential, too.
0: Sometimes, yeah, they can yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think what I was trying to get to with, like, the 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 designer just kind of going full force into what he wants to do, and, and I don't think we talked about it, but the designer on this game was Sandy Peterson, art was by Rich Flighter, and the publisher is Peterson Games. But it feels to me like something where it's just, like, I feel like there's too many things that are a little bit superfluous in this game. I suck at pronouncing that word. Um, but, like, <laughs> the... It was close. Um, I was in the ballpark. Uh, and it's like it's just like when you get to the point where like the 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 chaos rift explodes, right? That's a yep. neat thing thematically, right? I, I right. like the theme of it, but then actually like dealing with it every single round starts to feel a little bit cumbersome. Yeah, you know? it's a pain. Yeah. And then when the Great Compromise comes around, it doesn't feel necessarily cumbersome, but it just feels kind of like it, it doesn't feel like it meshes with the, the mechanics of the game, like the normal flow of the game. Because the Great right, Compromise yeah. is this like supposed to be, I believe supposed to be like sort of like a catch up mechanic, where one player who is like leading in power, which is the currency in the game, can choose to sacrifice half of their power for the following round in order to be the judge. And yeah. and then they can like basically keep four points i believe it is four victory points and i think it's 35 that uh like triggers the end game uh, end game scoring yeah so that's kind of like, you know, the points totals we're working with. And then he decides who he's going to hand three points out to, and two points out to, and one, and zero, and negative one, and negative two. So if you're playing with enough players, he starts hanging out negative points, right? And I feel like it's just this thing that, like, it feels like this weird, like, metagaming, social gaming sort of mechanic that just feels odd in this game. And it, and it just feels like yeah. it sort of, like, interrupts the normal flow of a game like this in yeah. a way that isn't terrible. But I don't feel like it's additive the, to the game right. in in a real like, positive way.
1: Unlike in like Twilight, Twilight Imperium, where the metagaming is part of the game and it fits into the game very well throughout the entire throughout all the rounds for everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and this is this is kind of the other thing is like I think a lot of these mechanics are like uh, weighted very strangely. So uh-huh. like, for example, in the game we were we started playing last night with Gabe. You know, like, you and I got a bonus when the Chaos Rift wasn't open yet, and Gabe didn't because of his faction. Right. But then, like, when the Chaos Rift opened, and we're supposed to, like, contribute stuff... You're basically sacrificing stuff
0: Units to close the buildings. Chaos Rift. Yeah. Right.
1: And Gabe didn't have to do that, again, because of his uh,
0: because of his faction. Because he has Chaos, and so he wants the Chaos right. Rift open as long as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, like, it feels like the measly one PowerPoint that we got throughout the preceding four rounds or whatever wasn't equal wasn't balanced out by the sacrifices that we had to make and Gabe didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I I don't know. I I it it always feels like a major but it's you know, it's it's supposed to represent all of the uh, the other empires or factions who aren't chaos sort of working together to prevent chaos from growing too powerful, thematically it makes sense. You know, I feel like thematically yeah, oh, it makes that. perfect sense. It's just that, I don't know, like, yeah, like you said, like mechanically, uh, balance-wise, it, it just feels awkward. It doesn't feel wrong necessarily. It doesn't feel bad necessarily, but it feels awkward. I feel like if it was just, I don't know, like a little bit out of balance a little bit more it would feel like it was really dragging the game down in a way and 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 I think right now we're just talking about like the major criticisms that we have about the game because other than that the game is very similar to Cthulhu Wars and every yeah. time I've played the game I've had a good time. Uh we've played a couple games where you didn't have as good of a time. We played one game that you enjoyed. Yeah. Um but you know like I I I think like you know at the end of the conversation when I talk about Glorantha the Gods War if you ask me Kyle are you glad that you kickstarted this? My answer is going to be yes. <laughs> because I enjoy playing it. It's fun to play, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure it's a better game than Cthulhu Wars and Cthulhu Wars was a game that I could have already owned earlier and right. for less money if I'd bought it one of the times that it was on like a deep deep sale for like, you know, like 98 bucks or whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I feel like my experience with the game has sort of run the gamut. Like I've had a truly horrible game. Yeah. I had a game that was like meh, and then I had a game that was like, oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I think that's sort of feeding into my impression. Like since I've played it and have not had a consistently good time playing the game, that leans me more towards than a negative opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like I I really. I said this last night, I really want to like this game. Like, it's got a lot of stuff that's, like, right in my, you know, in my game bucket or whatever (laughs) whatever you call it. My well of the things that I like in games.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a game that has many things that are to your specific taste. um, Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I like big plastic minis. I like... um, You know, like area control stuff. I like, um, like asymmetry. Yeah, I like, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then, but for some reason, like two out of the three times we played it, that stuff didn't add up to an enjoyable time for me.
0: Yeah. Um. So so I've played the game. I've played the game. You know, with you three times with uh, another big group of six people one time. And I've, I've set it up and, like, you know, just kind of played multiple factions by myself a couple of times as well just to kind of, like, you know, reacquaint myself with the game, acquaint myself with the game, and also just because, like, sometimes I enjoy doing that, you know? Yeah. And I enjoy each of the individual each of the individual factions that I've played in this game. I think that they're all fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the game starts to break down when all of those extra things the metagaming that's going on at the table, uh, you know, like, if, it, if something comes out and happens to, like, really stymie you specifically, I think that's when you're likely to have sort of a worse time with the game. And that's right. possible in this game. You know, like, yeah. there are, are enough things that can happen just randomly. Like, like last night, you got your god out. You and I worked together. Uh, so Jason was playing a faction where his greater god starts in hell, which you can't just exit hell unless, like, somebody basically, like, helps you do that. And so I was like, okay, I'll help you out, buddy. Um, you know, Gabe's playing chaos. That's something that we've got to, like, band together against, essentially, to an extent. So we're going to work together at the beginning of the game. And so, like, we spent the first two rounds kind of, like, planning this way to get you out of hell. You got out of hell. Spent a couple rounds out of hell, you know, and we have started to, like, spread out on the board. Like, the game is, like, kind of going the way it's supposed to. And Gabe just happened to pull a card that allowed him to just send you back to hell, right? And yeah. so that was one of those moments that I think kind of, like, deflated you quite a bit, because then it's just sort of like, okay, we just basically, like, we're just basically, like, it was sort of like having two full rounds of actions, like, just sort of, like, you know, torn it away from you. It was a big waste, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a game that can do that to you can be a huge bummer when you're on the receiving end of that huge disappointment right. and everything. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, this, I, I said this last night, too, where, like, there was this one battle that Gabe and I got into where, by all rights, I should have won. Mm-hmm. and. I kind of did like in that I wasn't totally annihilated and my
0: you had control of the zone at the end of the at the end of no, the battle I, I believe right No I didn't
1: even have that No No cuz my my dude got routed to another another oh. area So like you know so yeah, and then like and then because of one of my abilities which was meant to help me like it was the one where I exempted somebody from the battle Mhm like, it ended up screwing me, because that person was exempted from the battle, therefore I couldn't kill it or rout it. So, they routed me right out of the zone, and then they ended up in control of it, because yeah. <laughs> they were the only person left there. Yeah, And that, like, and I rolled better, like, it wasn't like I rolled poorly, like, I rolled better than Gabe did
0: on everything. And I was just like, what the what the hell? And it's because you weren't completely thinking about all the ways the different abilities of the units and the special abilities of the factions were going to affect the outcome of that battle, you know? Um right
1: but i feel like at that point that's like
0: that's a hell of a lot of stuff to keep in mind that's my point <laughs> yeah i know i know yeah <laughs> yeah it it is it's a whole lot of stuff to like you know know about and to be thinking about all at once and i i it feels like a game where like if you played it a bunch of times you're going to start to learn some of that you know i think it's going to be difficult to know like everything that every faction does and to keep all that in mind um mm. you know but but you probably if you kept playing the the sky faction over and over again. You'd probably start to get a feel for how to maybe like use that ability to exempt somebody from a battle. You know, um, when to use it effectively and when maybe not to use it. You know, like right. that might be something that you learn in this game. Um, I mean, I should have used it on myself. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Which I could have. Yeah, uh, but I felt
1: like like I it was so it was either that it was either like do that so I could keep a dude in there and possibly lose the lose the battle or like, exempt one of his characters
0: from the battle so it couldn't participate. So this is kind of one of the reasons why I like the game, is because there's a lot of things to learn. Like, I feel like every time I've played the game, I came away from it being like, oh man, that kind of sucked. Or, like, oh, I'd have, like, sort of like a revelatory thought where I'm like, oh god, I could use this this way. I remember when I was playing Earth, which is one of the expansion characters uh, in the six-player game that I was playing, I wasn't really doing well at all, like, in the early or the middle part of the game. But towards the middle to the late part of the game, I realized that... My character, one of my, like, lesser gods, uh, the Behemoth, is basically, functions similarly to Cthulhu, where he can, like, be summoned, killed, and then, like, brought back for points. And so it's sort of like this sort of, like, point engine that you can create with if you have like the power to do so and mm-hmm. then I started to do that and it was sort of this moment where I was just like oh god like you know I kind of feel like my faction just came online you know like I was focused on these other two greater gods that I have that are really huge minis that you know like are really really impressive to put on the board and everything but I didn't really and I was just kind of ignoring this behemoth that seemed to be like a central mechanic and it and, and I was just kind of blinded by the you know like like these other mechanics and everything and these these great minis all this yeah. plastic yeah. um, and so like every time I feel like I've played the game I've kind of come Away from it being like, oh god, that's how that mechanic can work. You know, that's a creative way I can do that. And that's one of the things that I've enjoyed about this game is kind of like having those moments of discovery where, like Mm. you just said, I could have exempted myself, right? And maybe that's what I should have done because then I still would have had control over the zone when that battle was over, regardless of what happened.
1: But even if I had done that, like there would have been a stronger possibility that Gabe could have just killed all of my dudes outright.
0: But not your last guy that you kept. Right there, and you still would have um, like he didn't have. Did he have like a great? It doesn't matter, right? He I did. mean, like I mean, like it. What matters is that you learned something there, right? Or you thought about like a different way you could have done that. And to me, that's a fun thing in games in general, right? Is when I kind of like learn or have an idea, and now I want to go back and try again. And that's kind of how I felt playing this game, at least several times. Now that doesn't mean that I feel like it's always perfect. Like I said, I feel like there's just maybe like this was like everything and the kitchen sink game design in a way that I Mm -hmm. feel like overcomplicates the game. Not in a way that makes it difficult to play, but in a way that makes it a little less fun or like flowing a little less, um, you know, effectively than Cthulhu Wars does, or many of the other contemporaries that have come out since Cthulhu Wars. Right? I mean, like there's a certain flow to a lot of other area control games we've played since Cthulhu Wars came out, and since this was on Kickstarter, like Blood Rage, and, you know, like, I've played, you know, Innis and Kemet since then, and I, mean, I think all of those games are tighter games, like, they just have a tighter game design, that mm-hmm. means the game flows, um, you know, in in a way that that is very satisfying, and, and you don't ever feel, like, frustrated with the pace or anything like that, whereas right. this game feels good for the first 10 points, and then you start adding things like the spike shattering, and then you hit level, you know, 20 points, and now all of a sudden you've got the uh, like the Great Compromise or whatever, and and, mm-hmm. and and it just starts to like sort of like bog the pace of the game down, and I feel like it isn't better for it, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I that
1: so I'm not basing my opinion on that one battle. I'm just using that as an example because it <laughs> You're seems really like, hung
0: up on that battle.
1: Well, I am because I'm still kind of like teed off about it, honestly. Uh-huh. But last night, <laughs> but but that was but it was also like one thing in a string of things in a row that was happening, and I was like. What? Why am I bothering? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is precisely how we that first game went as well. It's like...
0: Well... That, that, that was a was, horrible experience. That was a special game. <laughs> Let's try to ignore that game. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, so those that's, that's sort are of kind of our thoughts on the mechanics <laughs> and the differences between it and Cthulhu Wars and just kind of like how it stands on its own as an area control game. I think that, from my opinion at least, it, it has a good foundation, just like Cthulhu Wars. It works really well like at a fundamental level but just all of the extra stuff either it's creating a game that mechanically is much more complicated in the asymmetrical way that it is that i think that if you're the kind of person that really enjoys that there's something to explore here and it can be really fun um if you're the kind of person that gets frustrated when there's too much stuff to be considering that can be a frustration so keep that in mind as well and jason do you have any do you want to like summarize how you feel about the mechanics of the game any more than you've already said that it's (laughs) it can be fun it can be not fun
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you're either going to enjoy it or you're going to have an awful time.
0: I mean, that's just kind but of. But it nice. can be both. It can be both for the same person, you know. Like, well, you, it could you've, be. You've experienced. But it both I'm not, ways. I am
1: not one of those people. <laughs> and my piece of advice: if you play, if you are playing a game where any character or sorry, any person, any player choose to play the chaos faction, run, <laughs> run far run long because it's yeah. just like they they're just playing like a troll and it's yeah. annoying.
0: Chaos is a little trolly. Okay, let's talk about components, okay? We've kind of mentioned that the minis are huge, right? This is a game. Uh we've talked about Cthulhu Wars having like, you know, massive, gnarly minis that are just amazing to behold and everything. What did you think of the minis in this game? They look great. They look great. Yeah. yeah I I believe very that cool. they, they, I think they really went out of their way to even make minis that were like bigger than at least like the base game minis for Cthulhu Wars, so like the scale has gotten bigger. Um They're using, like, a softer plastic, which, like, has a real nice feel to it. Uh, All of the minis look great. All the models are great. Um, Personal preference, though, I just don't like them overall as much as I like Cthulhu Wars minis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is it a stylistic thing?
0: It is. It is. It's just that, like, when I'm looking at, like, okay, this is a goat dude. That just doesn't look as cool to me as, like, you know, the monsters that are in Cthulhu Wars, you know? I guess, like, yeah. one exception is, like, the cultists don't look that interesting in Cthulhu Wars, but... No, they don't. They're um, all generic. Yeah, and, and there's a couple really cool, um, like, greater gods in the Gods War, like, yeah. Storm King looks amazing, um, like, the Sun King guy, Ymir, or whatever his name is, yeah. looks amazing. I think that um,
1: Moon, Moon girl, Moon Hunter, whatever. Blood Moon, yeah. the Blood, Blood I think moon. she's cool.
0: So there's some really cool greater gods and lesser gods. When you get down to, like, you know, sort of, like, the minions or the heroes or whatever, like, they look cool, but I feel, like, just style Realistically, I would rather be looking at some gnarly, you know, like horror god than you know most of the things in God's War. But that's just a personal preference for me, right? Like, yeah, I kind of feel like if you're not into Cthulhu War stuff, then maybe you'd actually prefer this to that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a possibility. I, mean, I
1: feel like the, I mean, they're, the the minis are probably all based on character models from yeah. the original game system. Well, at
0: least characters, uh, right? All of yeah, as is, is like lore in in that system, yeah. And
1: so it's probably, I mean, to me, they look. A lot older, like the the models look a lot older style, or like an older fantasy style,
0: like something out of like the seventies or the eighties, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it kind of matches um, the era that it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, just because it's
1: based on this particular property, right? And uh, and some of them hold up really well, and some of them I don't
0: think do. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I'd say about components, um, you're gonna run into the same sort of quality issues, or or at least like you know. The The player boards, the player mats are just like, you know, sort of like a thin, you know, laminated like paper, essentially sort of like Cthulhu yeah. Wars. So yeah. not any worse than Cthulhu Wars, like on par with that. The only other thing that I'd say is I really do prefer the board from Cthulhu Wars. Uh, it's a much more like bright, vibrant sort of thing. Uh, I feel like the while the gods war doesn't look horrible um it's sometimes a little difficult for me to see where like one zone is delineated from another zone next to it Mm. and and i just feel like it's just a little bit more of a muted color uh, scheme yeah they're all sort of
1: brown and green
0: (laughs) and and that that to me just isn't as attractive just because i tend to like very primary colors because i'm colorblind and i can see them easier so right yeah Um, otherwise it's great, you know, like all the components are nice and thick and sturdy and there's a whole lot there. It's a massive, huge box of toys to play with. Uh, (laughs) so, you know, if that's the sort of thing that excites you, you're going to be very excited about this game, at least just like opening up the box and playing with the figures and everything. (laughs) Thick, sturdy components. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, I I don't know. I, I feel like this isn't a, a game that like, you know, we can just say like, you know, you should go buy it. You shouldn't. I feel like it's really one of those things where you think about, do I love area control? Uh, do I want something that has, like, a massive table presence and I don't already own Cthulhu Wars, um, then maybe this is something to take a look at. Uh, but, again, I feel like this game is just, like, a little bit more complex than Cthulhu Wars, and if that excites you, then this is probably the game to get. If you want something that's just a little bit tighter design, I feel like Cthulhu Wars is probably superior in that in that respect. Yeah. Yep. Okay, any other okay. thoughts, Jason? Uh,
1: Nope, plus we're coming up in 30 minutes. <laughs> we are, although we, we have a little bit of bonus time.
0: But, anyway. Uh, so, if people would like to get a hold of us, Jason, and they would like to tell us who their greater god is, or, you know, like which Cthulhu monster they would like to play the next time they play us in Cthulhu Wars, how would they do so?
1: Okay, well, if you want to uh, pepper our inboxes with uh, Nigarath for president advertisements, uh, you can email us. It's podcast at limitedplaytime.com. You can go to the website, limitedplaytime.com. You can tweet us at limitedplaytime or go to Instagram at limitedplaytimepodcast.
0: playtime podcast. off 2020. Yeah. All right. <laughs> next week, we are going to be talking about Era Medieval Age. There you go. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Nailed it. All right. Uh, medieval Age, that is the uh, city building game we tried at Gen Con from Matt Leacock, correct? Indeed. All right. So look forward to that in one week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Later. Bye.